There was a time in our society when using the term family all by itself used to be automatically associated with a husband, a wife, and any number of kids living in the same household. Today, however, that same term, family, by itself could have any number of connotations, some of which would be challenged as illegitimate by many folks. Consequently, we have to use the term traditional in front of the term family in order to convey the same historic meaning. But is the traditional family, a husband, a wife, and any number of children, really any healthier or legitimate than other combinations of human beings all under the same roof? Well, some in our society today would say that it's not healthier nor any more legitimate. Well, if this is true, then a fair question is, why should preserving the traditional family be a priority for us? Well, let's talk about that today on Licensed to Parent. Hello and welcome once again to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Shepherd's Hill, as you may know, is a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis and, by extension, for their families. And Trace, you and I understand the importance of family, and in full disclosure, we tend to believe that preserving the traditional family is very important mm-hmm. to a healthy and civilized society. Now, to me, this is common sense. So <laughs> why do you suppose more people aren't on board with this? Well, as we've discussed many times before on Licensed Parent Rich, common sense can't be common when a society has no common set of standards by which the vast majority of its citizenry can agree. If everyone's doing what's right uh, in their own eyes, which is basically the mantra of the postmodern thought that pervades American thinking today, then logically speaking, uh, how can you have common sense? Uh, you know, within the greater American culture, common sense can't exist. Unless, of course, we consider the, you know, the, the common terms and values among enclaves or the subcultures within uh, the greater American culture, like you know, our own Christian subculture, for example. And even there, you've got the liberals and the evangelicals. Uh, some Native Americans or Muslims would have their own common sense uh, values as well. Uh, and there are many others. But What's common sense to them may not be common sense to you and me, Rich. Right. Uh, so uh, for the most part, common sense for our greater American culture is virtually gone. And uh, that's been true ever since the lens of a predominantly biblical worldview 50 years ago in this country started slowly getting exchanged for, yeah. for what we call a postmodern worldview. And um, uh, we see what that's done for the definition of, of, of family and definitions of other godly terms, too, uh, in recent years. So I'm looking forward to hearing what our guest has to say about all this, aren't you? I am, and today's guest has been well associated with the traditional American family in a number of ways for many years. Tim Wildman is president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Now, AFA is a pro-family advocacy organization with over 2 million online supporters and approximately 150,000 subscribers to its monthly flagship publication, the AFA Journal, which supports the biblical teaching of morality and values. Tim also hosts Today's Issues, which is a daily radio program offering a Christian response to issues of the day on American Family Radio's nearly 200 stations. He's an author, having written two books of short story humor. He also writes a biweekly column for the Northeast Mississippi Daily Journal. He's appeared on just about all of the major television networks. He's written for USA Today and Focus on the Family. Uh, He's a graduate of Mississippi State University with a degree in journalism, which makes him fit right in here on a radio program. And uh, by the way, he and his wife, Allison, live in Tupelo, Mississippi. And I always like to give the credentials that really gets him on the program. 
They've got three children and three grandchildren. There so you go. Tim. That puts them in, in good standing here. <laughs> Absolutely. Tim, welcome to Licensed to Parent. Hey, fellas, since that was written, I have four grandchildren and one due in uh, January. So I have five and under four years. So wow. I've told people we've, we've gone from no grandchildren to a wide. Wow. <laughs> you, you have been blessed. My dad used to say that the grandkids are God's uh, reward for not killing your own. Uh, <laughs> so far, well, all of our kids it's, survived. It's, it's, you much. know, it's a different. You know, you guys, uh, it's it's a different, uh, but it's uh, it's a blessing, as you yeah. say. And and you know, you go through the the cycle or the circle of life, I guess you could say. And and times change, and you have different things you you uh, focus on. And and mine and my wife, Allison's ours is our, our grandchildren. Well, is it too politically incorrect to uh, quote Bill Cosby, who said the good thing about grandchildren is you can send them home? We we watched yeah. ours, <laughs> we watched ours last yeah, load night. Them, load them up with sugar and send them home. That's <laughs> the funniest thing. Yeah. That, that's how you get back at your kids. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Make them pay for their raisins, exactly. so to speak. But the purpose of this program is not to teach people how to get back at their kids, but to equip them there you go. to be okay. the good parents and grandparents. All right, all right. It's right. raining I think, in. I think you can do both. Yeah, I so. think you're right. I think you're right. We, we do both pretty much regularly around yeah. here. Yeah. Well, before we get started, uh, can you tell us uh, a little bit about uh, the American Family Association right. and American Family Radio uh, and, and how can parents get involved in that? Well, we've been around since 1977, American Family Association. It was started by my dad, Don Wildman, mm -hmm. who at that time was uh, pastoring uh, Methodist Church in uh, just outside of Memphis. And uh, he felt the calling to leave the pulpit and start uh, what's commonly called, I guess, a parachurch organization mm -hmm. to address the uh, moral issues of our time. And uh, uh, that those began to manifest themselves in the late 70s. You know, we saw the change in what was allowed on television right. and the influence that it had on, on people's values. Uh, we saw the, uh, you know, the abortion on demand, mm -hmm. the 1973 decision that was starting to be fully understood by the church. Um, uh, just, you know, pornography began to... Uh, be sold at all the convenience stores, yeah. and, uh, and 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 so things begin to change in the culture, and and the, but all those are symptoms of what was happening more fundamentally, starting even before the 1970s, mm -hmm. and that is the shift in in worldview uh, by the American uh, culture by Americans, and, and I'm speaking broadly and generally here, yeah, but. Uh, you, you you begin to see the Judeo-Christian worldview, which had been uh, accepted by society as the right right the right way to look at things, mm -hmm. and that was uh, began to be replaced by what's called the, the secular humanist worldview, which uh, does away with God and mm -hmm. puts man at the center of things. Because we uh, we often refer and, to it as postmodern thought as well. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Today, politically, it's called progressivism. Uh, but but uh, and, and yeah, so but that's what began to happen, and we've seen it. It hasn't got; it's only gotten worse uh, since those years in terms of, of things that have happened as a result of of our country shifting 
from the Judeo-Christian worldview. Yeah, we're seeing the logical outworking of that shift. Yes. But uh, we're very glad your dad uh, decided to do that, and we're glad for yeah. your, your organization. And uh, Well, my dad's, my dad's intention mainly was to, was to wake up the church. Yeah, there you go. Uh, because, you know, wake up the church to what was going on. We were, and he wasn't alone. There were other people sure. who did the same thing, Jerry Falwell, James Dobson, Phyllis Schlafly, Tim and Beverly LaHaye, James Kennedy. Uh, and other others I'm leaving out, uh, Adrian Rogers. Sure. I mean, there were a number of people God was calling forth about that same time to uh, to address these issues and to educate and inform and engage the church. Yeah, and I think, you know, you don't see a lot of young people who even uh, would re- recall those names, and more and more, because uh, we deal with predominantly Christian families here, not all of them, but uh, at Shepherd's Hill Academy, that is. Uh, but more and more, we're seeing parents who don't recognize those names. Uh, you know, 35, uh, 30-something-year-old parents who, uh, right. who who don't really know how this ball got rolling. They just woke up one day and, wow, <laughs> the logical outworking of what I didn't even know existed is affecting my family and and uh, uh, and, and certainly my kids. But um, we're, we're talking about, you know, preserving the traditional family today. Uh, I was looking up at uh, uh, Merriam-Webster's Collegiate Dictionary, 10th edition from 2001. It gives eight different definitions of the family. The first definition states a family as a group of individuals living under one roof and usually under one head. Now, the next three definitions are basically different variations on that, but it isn't until the fifth definition that actually calls a family, quote, the basic unit in society traditionally consisting of two parents raising their kids or adopted children. Uh, Then it says any of various social units differing from uh, but regarded as equivalent to the traditional family, i.e. single parenting. Now, especially in light of some of the examples we see in, in, uh, in the families of some of our most endeared biblical heroes, have Christians been guilty uh, of being too rigid in our pursuit of preserving what we would call the, quote, traditional family? No, I don't think we've been too rigid. I mean, I don't know uh, what too rigid is when it comes to defending the biblical uh definition of family mm-hmm. and what letting what what changing that means to our society our culture and our country uh, I think I don't think we can defend the family enough uh, so I, I think we we've if anything the Christian community has not done a good enough job of communicating to our own uh, certainly what 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 God requires of us as, as a family. Yeah. So, Tim, we're talking about, quote, traditional family values. Uh, how do you define a traditional family, and, and where did your definition come from? Well, uh, the traditional family is the biblical uh, definition of family. That is, one man and one woman uh, with children. Uh, now, some, some married couples can't have children uh, for medical reasons, but... Uh, uh, that's that's the definition of family. God, you know, it it doesn't take a uh, a rocket scientist that's right. to to look at uh, a male and a female and see that they're compatible uh, biologically. Unless you're in the mental health you know, field, today's secular mental health field, then you might con- that might confuse you. 
Well, yeah, those people are messed up in the head themselves, uh, quite frankly. If you, you don't know the difference between a man and a woman. Somebody asked me that the other day. I was doing an interview because we deal with this transgender transgender issue. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, so do we. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and somebody, and one a reporter called me and asked me about that, what I thought about, you know, uh, one of the issues that were in the news, something about transgendered, and I said, listen, you know, uh, I'm just going to speak frank to you. Uh, either you either you have male male genitalia or you or you don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not rocket rocket sciences as I said. Mm-hmm. Now, are people confused? Uh, yes, they are confused sometimes, and I'm sure there's a spiritual struggle there within that person. I'm not I'm not doubting that, but but it is uh, it is a confusion. It is wrong, and it is something that needs to be dealt with spiritually. Yeah. But back to your question. Uh, the, the biblical definition is the, is the is and, and really, uh, if you look around the world and through human history, you have these societies and cultures uh, who have men and women uh, with children and their definition of family, and they may, and they might not, not not necessarily be uh, from a Christian point of view, but it's just uh, common sort sense of, so it should be. has been generally understood that that's the healthiest thing for for society. Yeah. You know, Tim, I, I know there are, there are many Christians doing what we uh, used to call shacking up uh, these days, and uh, they're justifying it by saying, you know, God doesn't need man's uh, legal slash secular institution uh, regulations or oversight to legitimize uh, God's spiritual institution. And I'm thinking of marriage licenses and the age of consent. What's your take on that when when you when you when you know there are two Christian people claiming to be Christians, they're they're living together, maybe even have some kids together, but they never tied it up legally. Yeah. Well, they're living in sin. Uh, if you're if you're living together and you're having sex and you're not married, um, you're living in sin, and that's rebellion against God. You can call it what you want to. Mm-hmm. You can justify it if you want to, but that's just pretty plain and simple. That's why you, that's you used to be called shacking up. And then it was called living in sin. Then it was then it was changed to cohabitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if you're a Christian, you can't do that uh, and be and be and be right with God. No, I would I would have to to, to agree with that. Uh, it used to be uh, common knowledge that uh, the Christian divorce rate was as high as the secular world. Uh, then that was supposedly debunked. Uh, do you know what the truth is on that? I mean, where, where do we stand as Christians compared to the rest of the world uh, as far as being Yeah, divorced? I read those statistics, too. I, I, I don't, the, the divorce rate inside the church, was it George Barna that debunked that? Um, I'm, I, I'm, not sure. who, who I'm not sure who uh, that was. There, there, uh, let me just put it this way. There, there was once shame associated with divorce. Right. All right? Right. Mm-hmm. That's not there anymore. That's true. You take away that, uh, shame factor, then uh, you're going to see people getting divorces uh, at the drop of a hat, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what we're seeing today, unfortunately. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent is Tim Wildman, the president of American Family Association and American Family Radio and host of Today's Issues, a daily radio program offering a Christian response to issues of the day. We'll be back with more conversation on Licensed to Parent right after this. Everywhere we go, we're surrounded by screens. Have we entered into a techno-utopia or a virtual prison? Prison. Prison. 
Is our social experience richer and deeper or more shallow and artificial? Discover insightful answers to these questions in the documentary DVD, Captivated, Finding Freedom in a Media Captive Culture. You'll learn from media experts, church leaders, and inspiring individuals and families from across the country, including Trace Embry and students from Shepherds Hill Academy. Most importantly, you'll discover how God's Word addresses the unique media challenges we face today. Captivated, finding freedom in a media captive culture. Available in the store at licensedtoparent.org. Proceeds benefit the Shepherds Hill Academy Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherds Hill Academy offers a 12-month Christ-centered nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherds Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherds Hill Ministries and licensed parents to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherds Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org, helpmytroubledteen.org. This is Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, working with teens in crisis and with their families and working with you. We hope to make you a more intentional parent to uh, better equip your family to be able to get through the challenges uh, that face the traditional family, the challenges that face all of us in America as what used to be considered true, right, and common sense is coming unglued. Tim Wildman is our guest, the president of American Family Association and American Family Radio and Tim, what responsibility do you think today's Christian parent has to see, well, not only about his own traditional family, to see that that's preserved, but also the the families that uh, his kids ultimately have and, and friends and neighbors, that they understand the importance of really working to carry on that traditional family? What responsibility do we have in doing that? Man, I'll tell you what, I can't think of a... Uh... A time in in our country's history, at least, where uh, we need to bear down, uh, especially as Christians, uh, to be to be models for the for the lost world in terms of our uh, our marriage commitment and our commitment to our our children. Uh, of course, first and foremost is our commitment to to the Lord. Right. Uh, but uh, and you got to you got to you got to stay with it and. Uh, you got to avoid sin, uh, run from sin. You know, David should have got off the roof, right? Yeah. Because uh, there's so much out there for people to get um, off track. You know, I mentioned pornography earlier. Uh, we're seeing the explosion now across the country of the results of, of sexual harassment and sexual abuse that's going on in the in the general uh, culture, and I'm sure that's somewhat in the church too, probably. So I mean, we just uh, we've got to uh, focus 
and 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 commit ourselves to doing the right thing and raising children who will grow up and be God honoring. At Shepherd's Hill, we, we, we teach these kids, uh, we're training them, equipping them over the course of a year to be change agents to our culture rather than microcosms of it. I think Jesus set the church up for that very purpose uh, so that we actually lead. Uh, we take the cultural lead and, and they follow our our lead. Uh, so I, I totally uh, I, I agree with what you're saying there. Uh, I want to shift gears just a little bit. Uh, I want to ask you... Um, how much of the declension of today's American family do you contribute to the advent of the birth control pill? Well, the birth control pill, um, when you have the birth control pill, you, uh, you're you trying to keep from getting pregnant. So if you uh, thought you might get pregnant uh, and you're having sex outside of marriage, that's a deterrent. Mm-hmm. But once you take, uh, you put the birth control pill in and people want to use that so that they don't get pregnant, but yes, they can still have sex, you can see the problems that that creates. I think uh, also the sexually transmitted diseases that yeah. will that have continued to explode uh, on our society. Um, you know that's not prevented by the uh, birth control mm-hmm. pill. So I, you know, I think that overall that's something that probably has had a detrimental effect on our view of human sexuality and how it aligns with the Bible. I think more than anyone realizes. I think the Catholics might have been a little ahead of the curve on this. Uh, uh, maybe we got behind on that. It's basically turned sex from a moral issue to a, a recreational one. And, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to belabor the point, but uh, we might want to uh, take a second look at that as, as evangelicals. But uh, I want to ask you this. How, how, how would the south side of Chicago uh, be different if 100% of those households uh, were equipped with fathers in the home? Oh, it would be altogether different. Uh, the, uh, you know, the fatherlessness in, has destroyed the black community. Mm-hmm. 73, 75% of all African-American children don't have a dad in the home anymore. It's insane. So uh, that just, that's just decimated. Uh, and you see the results, the crime uh, that uh, is in that community, the lawlessness, uh, and this... Uh, this that's not inherent with somebody being uh, of a certain race. Right. That would happen to anybody, any any people of any color. Sure. If their family unit was basically destroyed. And so that's something that the African-American community, I think the whites are at 43%. That's that's bad uh, uh, in terms of, uh, of no fathers in the home. So, and, and there are a lot more whites in America than there are blacks, so you add that up. So that's an issue that's got to be addressed across the board, but sure. certainly uh, we need leadership in the African-American community to call them back to husband and wife as the model. Traditional family. I mean, before the the uh, whole civil rights thing in the, uh, in the 60s, uh, it, it was not nearly that extent, but uh, it's almost like the fix is in. Uh, you know, since the mid-60s, I mean, what could be done to stop the government's financial incentives for unwed mothers to continue producing children with no fathers in the home? Well, that, was like, that, was like, that was like a drug. Yeah. A drug that's, that uh, is still, um, you know, has causing problems today. Uh, and I think uh, probably that was started with... The, if you if you give them the benefit of the doubt, the Great Society, Lyndon Johnson, and all the all that, it was probably started with a lot of people had good intentions because right. the black community had experienced a lot of persecution and discrimination, and the idea was to you know to help them uh, have a hand up, 
but unfortunately it turned into a handout. Right. Uh, and 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 we see what's 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 happened as a result. How how you turn that around? As I said, that's going to have to come from within the black churches. I think them and and people in the black community to you know to uh, address that that serious problem of, of, of fatherlessness. Yeah, and I don't want I don't want to sound elitist, bigoted, or racist, or or, or worse when we say this, but it, it has affected the black community uh, worse than others. And you know, you mentioned uh, you know, good intentions. Well, we know the what the road to hell is paved with, right? right. Yeah. So right. the devil's a genius; he can turn that stuff all around. Well, and one thing that comes to mind also, based on the conversation that we just had about uh, birth control, but also. In thinking about pornography and in thinking about digital devices, there are so many sins, especially in the sexual nature, which affects so many areas within the family uh, construct. There are so many ways that you can sin and hide it. And, yeah, you know, right. birth control allows you to hide perhaps what you have done. People hide sin? Right. <laughs> Believe it or not, I, I, I know that's uh, look look it up. It's well, in Mer- it's in Merriam Webster's College Dictionary. I'm writing it down right now. That's, I <laughs> never never heard that before. <laughs> what I was getting to <laughs> is that you've got an issue here that is even more easy to hide these days. And if we don't have accountability with anybody, we're going to go off on our own ways and do our own thing, which is yeah. is is never a good thing. And accountability is what uh, you know. Another reason Jesus set the church up, uh, but that's on that's not fashionable in yeah. today's church either. Accountability, right. you're, you're you're considered judgmental, Pharisaical, legalistic. Uh, you know, I had a guy actually tell me uh, the other day. He says we need to be a little more legalistic, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when it comes to raising our kids, anyway. Anyway, well, well, Tim Wildman, you have been involved in fighting for the family for a number of years, as was your. Dad, Don Wildman, uh, through the American Family Association and American Family Radio. I know that you've got the AFA Journal as a great help for a lot of people. How can people sign up for that and find out more about the work you do? The best thing to do is go to our website, afa.net, American Family Association, afa.net. Uh, we need more troops uh, to fight this culture war that's uh, the, the, the secular humanists are trying to destroy our country. And deny and take away our freedoms and our liberties. Uh, our way of life uh, that we've enjoyed uh, as Americans may not always stay the same, and we can't take that for granted. And unfortunately, a lot of Christians have their head in the sand on this issue. So we right got to continue to stand for righteousness and truth. So afa.net is the place to go. If you'll send us an email, at comments at afr.net, comments at afr.net, and just ask for a free subscription. For the uh, AFA Journal, we'll send it to you for six months uh, free. AFA.net or email us at comments at AFR.net. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Tim, right. thank, thank you so much for what you're doing. And remember, you can hide sin. Keep that written down. <laughs> for a while, but until but, they find you yeah, out. It, it will find Bye. you out. Right. Thanks so much. God Take bless. Care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you, guys. Uh-huh. Bye. Tim Wildman, the president of American Family Association and American Family Radio, also host of Today's Issues, a daily radio program on American Family Radio. And again, you can learn more about his work with the American Family Association at afa.net. And that does wrap up another edition of Licensed to Parent. Again, you'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. 
Please remember that the work that we do here on Licensed to Parent is merely an extension of the work done every day inside the gates of Shepherd Hill Academy. Shepherd Hill is a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis, and we need your help. Tim Wildman was talking about needing more troops. So do we, and you can help the work that's done at Shepherd Hill through your tax-deductible gift that keeps this radio program on the air and also provides scholarships to families who can't afford residential care. This will help them get the help they need for a teen who may be one step away from the grave or one step away from jail. The need is always great, never more so than now. So please, won't you help today? You can give securely online when you visit LicensedToParent.org and click the Donate button. Again, LicensedToParent.org. Our guest coordinator on License to Parent is Daniel Fasina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. And for Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosl, inviting you to join us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.